ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to direct this action to everybody that is listening to right now. Normally, I would start off by directing this to Jeff, but unfortunately, I don't think that he would be able to start off this week with this item in hand because, of course, as you might know, Jeff does not drink. So, everybody listening, Red Solo Cup in the Sky for 2021, our first episode of the new year. Mm, I love it, man. This is this is great energy. That's what we're going to be focusing on this month. A much different and en- well, I wouldn't even say this month. This year should feel like a much different energy than it was in so. 2020. We escaped a whole lot of the mess and a whole lot of the drama. Unfortunately, there's still a little bit of drama left that we still have to deal with in 2021 before we even get anything close to things being normal. But I will take the fact that 2020 is gone and we just have a clean slate of a new year to be able to use i think you'd agree right yeah absolutely uh it is it was much needed to get up out of that 2020 was awful man just awful so uh you know some some lights here and there you know some nice moments but for the most part man it was not good so i'm just happy 2021 we here rspn another year with mark another year of me uh yeah so it's gonna be it's gonna be a great year man this is really how we do it I think we can all just take a collective just <laughs> you know one of these years the new year is going to fall on the day we have to record and it's going to be amazing because i might drink a that new day. year's episode of rspn could you imagine i don't i i kind of don't trust the new year's episode of our a new year's I'm a, I'm eve a, episode I'm of rspn drink, i might drink that episode no all right so i'm gonna, I'm gonna so, look so, into the future and see uh <laughs> when we're already starting starts. off with cap i didn't th- i uh, didn't no, think no, we were no, gonna I'm, start not cap, I'm not no cap this year no cat this year. So if, if it was a New Year's episode of RSPN, you would drink. But the potential is there. The potential? Let's take a look. Okay, so before we even get to another wonderful week in the world of the Alpha Sport, of course, you have your favorite basketball tag team with you this week. I am Mark, and he is Jeff as well. But before we get to not only our special guest this week, but everything that has happened within the second week of the NBA, let's go ahead and double check what New Year's. Oh, New Year's I see it. 2024. 2024 is how long we have to wait? 2024, right? New Year's falls on a Monday, which if you guys don't know, that's the day Mark and I record our show. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, that's a, that's some time now. We might be in a live studio in front of an audience, all I know. I have no idea. The, green, the green screens might be very green in 2024. We might be greened out in 2024. It's I possible. Might, but if we're still doing it this way or a little bit bigger than this, uh, it will. the first will fall on a Monday. I think we need, I think we, I, I can't, I can't wait till 2024. I think I, we I might have you. to look at New Year's Eve 2021, which is actually on a Friday. I don't mm. know how it would feel to record on a Friday, but it would be like, I feel like you and I recording RSBN would be like those old, those old notarized. Like, remember those things that are on BT, like the, the 100 videos that they used to count down and then they would do 106 and party. Mm-hmm. And then they got, I feel like it would be a, a much different version of 106 and party if right. we did rspn on new year's right would you like to speak that into it i don't know if you should speak that into existence because that might get dangerous uh, i don't want you to come on rspn doing the genuine uh getting off the getting off the ambulance stretcher man that was a classic moment man are you gonna recreate it i don't I'm know if it's i don't know if it's nice to do to to jump off an ambulance stretcher in, in in sports on a sports podcast that might bring on some bad energy we have some breaking news to actually be able to discuss and i want to bring in our special guest to be able to talk about that it is our first guest on a month that you may have thought 
was me being facetious last week, but I am dead serious when I say that I found a new level of respect for the New York Knicks in their win against the Milwaukee Bucks. A Milwaukee Bucks that, unfortunately for me, ending up being in an area days later where they shot in the game of their life against the Miami Heat. We won't go into too much further detail because, thankfully, the Heat got the win back the next day. But (laughs) the fact that the New York Knicks are in such an incredible position, we are going to have nothing but positivity and not only positivity, but voices from those that represent the blue and the orange in the month of January. Um, Imagine my birthday month. Imagine my birthday month filled with positivity of the New York Knicks. If that does not prove to you where we are going as a show, I don't know what will. I don't know. I don't know what will. And because of that, our first guest that is going to be representative of Knicks month, you have heard his voice before. He is an RSPN alumni. You have heard him on other RNC podcasts as well, a guest on the lookout, as well as amongst others that he has been fans of from the RNC radio network. You see him very dedicated on Twitter, very dedicated on Clubhouse to talk about all the different things that he pertains to in sports, music, media, comedy, so on and so forth. So many different bags that Skip is getting. <laughs> I uh, it's 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 literally stunning to me that we even have the ability to have Skip on as of right now because I know for a fact that he is going to be very happy in being our first representative of next month. Skip, don't you believe me once I say that this is going to be a month of positivity? Uh, I got to wait and see. I got to wait and see how this month ends. What? You, you contacted me. You, you sent the skip signal. I was like, all right, I'm going to show up on this show. Totally forgot about this Knicks thing. I was like, it's on your birthday month, so I'm going to try to believe you. But How did you forget? How did yeah. you forget? I mean, Facebook reminds me. Like, I'm going to be honest. I know how to, to wish you a happy birthday because Facebook is like, hey, Mark, it's his birthday. It's like, all right, can't forget. <laughs> but I'm just going to let you know, bro. You, you've been kind of shaky with some teams in the past. You used to be a, a Sixers hater. You have no. redactions on the list. Oh, I, I mean, you got I your mean, redactions on the list now, bro. Oh. Come on, I, I listen every week. I know how you feel about some of these teams. So the Knicks, I just feel like you, you kind of you threw us a bone this month. I'm happy. I won't complain too much. Thank you for having me amongst the, the best sports uh, podcasts up here. You know, RNC's own, Elite Media's own. You guys are doing great Ooh. things. So I'm glad to be here. Thank you, sir. I feel like we are going to, well, for, at first, we are going to talk about not only what has been happening with the positivity of the New York Knicks, but also it's kind of difficult to talk about that type of energy as we are now in a situation uh, in not only in New York City, but just in the country as well, where it's almost like the sports energy that you get in rival teams just feels a little bit different because a lot of it is all internet based as of right now. And mm-hmm. as of right now, a lot of the the trash talk that you might have seen or the or the rivalries that you may have have seen verbally between an area in New York City where you have the New York Knicks and now the Brooklyn Nets um, is mainly all digital. But has it really felt like that? Has, has it almost felt like it's lost a step in that or, or does it feel like it's just as hot as it's ever been? Uh, I mean, I don't know why I keep doing that weird Captain Hart sound that I like. I don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, no, in, in New York City, it, it's, it's actually interesting, right? Once the Nets came to Brooklyn, I would say like in the last two, three years when they started getting like really competitive, like you'll see a lot more Nets fitted hats, more Nets jerseys. I will see the Knicks jerseys in Manhattan. I'll see it in the Bronx. 
But it's, it's starting to pick up. I just don't think that the Brooklyn Nets will have as much as of a fan base in the city for like another 10 years. Just because now there's kids growing up that they know that there's a Brooklyn Nets team. So instead yeah. of like it's splitting it, because, you know, New York Knicks is kind of a Manhattan Bronx team now. And the Brooklyn Nets could be now a Brooklyn Long Island type team because, you know, they have a Long Island Nets for the uh, the G League. Right. So um, I love both teams. I've always loved the Nets since the New Jersey Nets days when they had uh, J Kid, when they had RJ, when they had um, Vinsanity. So I actually root for both teams to win and the Nets have a better culture right now. So I just feel like it's easier for me to look over and be like they got Kyrie and KD you know, balling out, and hopefully they don't make that stupid Harden trade. But I believe in the Nets. Hopefully they just keep playing and letting Kyrie sage arenas to get all the bad vibes away. But, you know, <laughs> I, I fuck with them. That is not the energy that I expected. I expected you to say you're going to stomp on the Brooklyn Bridge at wow. any given Damn, opportunity. That, why, why do you think that's what, that's that's what, that's what I, I know. I know for a fact that Skip has the from BK wrong. on the handle. I know the from BK is on the handle, but I know that Nick's loyalty, it's deep. it's deep there. I see it. I'm sure it's hard to get away from the Knicks loyalty, like even if you, you know, you really, really try. Mark, the only team that I've ever hated, don't their dynasty is over. I don't have to hate them anymore. They're, mm. they're, and that's well, the Spurs. Wait a minute. Oh, actually, I oh, hate the Spurs. The Spurs. Oh, oh, thank God. What do you thought it was? I thought I thought it was going elsewhere. You're gonna think I was gonna talk about the Heat? I love ah, the Heat. I mean, I had LeBron. I love the Wolves, even though now they still got to work on. They got to work on D'Angelo playing defense. I think he's gonna Absolutely. be a hybrid guard. So I, I love their future. Um, Sixers, you know, they had Al Iverson. So people know me. I love Al Iverson. So none of the teams that y'all like, I have issues with. But there's only one team, and it was always the San Antonio Spurs, just because <laughs> they had Bruce Bowen. And as long as Bruce Bowen lived and he wore that jersey, I had deep hatred for that team. So, yeah. <laughs> I think as of right now, we wanted to get into an area where we talked about week two, the NBA, and started off a little bit more with the Western Conference. Uh, but because we have a little bit of breaking news right now, we kind of have to stay within the city as of right now. From we, from what we have from Shams, a couple of hours ago, he stated that Nets star Kevin Durant is expected to require seven days of quarantine before returning to action due to contact tracing slash exposure to COVID-19. And those sources tell the athletics. So as much of an issue that we have started to see pretty early, I, I, I don't know if issue is too large of a term to use in Brooklyn as of right now because again it's still fairly early it's only second week but I think a lot of people expected Brooklyn to be a little bit in a better position that they are in right now and unfortunately as they are under 500 right now now you lose Kevin Durant for a guaranteed week and more specifically four games out of a Brooklyn that is more than interested in making sure that they can clean up uh, a lot of this uh, uh, mess that they have started to see pretty early. Right. Yeah, no, um, I, I think that the Nets still have an opportunity to make things, you know, happen. And, and it just has to matter at the right time. And obviously Kyrie's going to have to stay healthy. Um, if KD misses, I think it's going to be about four games next week. If, if you know, everything goes uh, south, he'll miss four games. And even so, he's looked very good. Um, but there's still something weird about the Nets this year. I'm not, I haven't quite put my finger on it. I'm not saying they don't have what it takes. I think they do, but everything's going to have to work out in the end. And when I mean the end, I mean postseason. Yeah, they're going to end up yeah. missing four games specifically for Durant 
they play Utah tonight. They play Philadelphia, a very uh, uh, leaders of the East and a very hot Philadelphia in general on Thursday. They play Memphis in a back-to-back after that, and then Sunday will be their last game of the week in Oklahoma City. So you will be without Durant facing Utah. Might be pretty difficult. Out facing Philadelphia. Going to be pretty difficult seeing how Philly has been playing as of right now. And Memphis, Memphis is already really focused on making sure that they can stay above water with John Morant now missing for the next couple of weeks. And you are playing Oklahoma City, which might be a little bit easier for Brooklyn. But who knows after seeing how they were able to give up a loss to Washington, who ended up not really playing the best, not only for the past couple of games, but just in general in Brooklyn as well. Yeah, no, um, man, I... It's well, all I'm seeing so far uh, in this in this like early start to the NBA is we don't really know what's happening. I mean, it's even taken the Lakers a little bit to look. You know, we we see it on paper and we're just like, damn, this is really what it is. And I know we're gonna talk about the West, but the East is really going to be good. There's really gonna be a battle. I I really like the way it's gonna shape out. Like if you just look at the key players on each individual team that we kind of assume is gonna be in the postseason and what they're gonna be trying to do, man. I'm telling you, obviously, bearing injuries, it's going to be special. I, I feel like we could really see, you know, the, the the east side of everything come to fold and get the respect they deserve because it's deep. It's deep. And, I'm, I mean, Miami may not get, you know, that clean sweep that you're looking for. I don't know, bro. Well, uh, the Heat also under 500 in disappointing fashion, I will say. But I don't want to over-exaggerate that. Guys, it's like the first two weeks, guys. I've just been listening to you. Like, I, it's the first two weeks with like a short training camp, a week like preseason, and they didn't have summer league for the young pups, right? And I'm like looking at it like, I know the Heat's not going to not be in the top eight. I believe in the Heat. They have like the Heat mindset. I don't get nervous till the halfway point of the season. And I know y'all were talking about with like, you know, KD being out for four games. The only thing that I'm worried about is how COVID is going to ruin the momentum for the season. Because imagine you're a star player when you need to in, like, clutch games mm-hmm. to, like, make a difference between either being a first seed or between being a fourth seed. That's a big difference. Like, imagine being out Jimmy or Cat or, like, Ben Simmons or Joel Embiid or any other major stars for a week. Them being out for a week could be, a, like, a catastrophic swing for, like, three to five games. And that's yeah, what makes yeah. me nervous, where it's like, I at first was like, all right, so KD's not going to be in like a couple of games, like four games, but they don't have Spencer. They lost Spencer uh-huh. for the season. And he was like kind of like their dream on where he doesn't always have to put up points, but he's the guy that keeps everyone together. That means a lot of people that didn't have to do heavier loads have to do it. And that means Kyrie and KD have a low margin of error. KD's not there. So now Kyrie's basically like, shit, I'm without my kind of like my co-captain for a week. And because of that, the NBA has now informed its 30 teams of updated rules. Also from Sam, starting today, all active players who are dressed to play must wear face masks until they enter the game. All players, coaches, and staffers in tiers one and two must wear a mask when outside team setting and indoors as well after exiting court active players are strongly recommended to wear mask in bench area the requirements reset at halftime so you can wear masks at start of the second half until they enter the game inactive players remain required to wear masks for the entire game so expect to see pretty much a whole bunch more face coverings unless you are actively playing in the five on five game you're going to see a whole lot more of those on the sidelines in the back 
everything of that nature to make sure that at least visibly it shows that from an NBA perspective, they are making sure that they're taking the necessary protocols to cover everybody's face. Because like we talked about last week, the issue with James Harden could have set off a whole bunch of different shit. And this NBA season could have been shortened very quickly. I think that they're applying bubble rules a little late, if that makes sense. I remember when we were watching the bubble for like the end of like last season, I feel like right. everyone matched up. Like, and I feel like I'm surprised that it took, I guess, Katie having this contact tracing thing to happen for it to be like, damn, we should. And I was like, look, we don't have the bubble, right? And from a psychological point of view, mm-hmm. as much as it worked, it actually did damage to some of the players. Mm-hmm. So let them travel. But at, at the very least, make everyone suited up like Iron Man. Like everyone should be wearing masks. <laughs> everyone should be having hand sanitizers. Because, <clears throat> like again, I don't want it to be like the NFL and the MLB where these niggas had like, you know, Half of the team sick. And like luckily for the basketball, you can still try to sign someone. But anybody that's not on a team right now, no disrespect to them, but they're probably not meant for anything except the playoffs. I don't want to I'm I'm remembering like Jamal Crawford and those type of elite players that you don't want a playoff team, it's a very scary sight. But for everyone else that didn't make a team, they probably weren't gonna make the team until like the playoffs. So like if if you lose like four or five players like the Rockets did during that thing, yo, you suit up seven, eight people. That stamina for like the rest of the season is gonna hurt. Like, imagine like you know what happened if RNC like some of the other people got sick. I was like, damn, we have to record one person down. Like, one person on a, on on a podcast missing is a big deal. That's a, a, big, a deal. big chunk of teamwork. So imagine that. So that's scary, man. I'm, I'm like really looking at it like, yo, we're gonna have to really crack down on that. Yeah, and that's kind of my thing as far as you know, COVID and look at the, at the end of the day, right? These players are traveling city to city, major city to city. It's the NBA. It's a huge league. Um, unfortunately, we're going to see cases. You know, I'm, I'm not saying it's completely unavoidable, but it's going to be very difficult because also, you know, you're going to have players that just want to do what they want to do. Um, and I don't necessarily mean being out of the club, but I mean, you know, they're, they're rich, young men, some are that's legends. A good, that's a good way to say it. That's, that's a, good, all I'm that's a say, really polished like, way to say it. Yeah, that's all I'm say, polished like, way to say rich young men. They're rich young men. They're going to be moving how they want to move. It's unavoidable. Like, we're going to see some cases. I guess it just depends on who it's going to be. And as long as the NBA handles it properly and, and you know, gets that player out for the, the days that they're supposed to be out, everything will move on. But we don't, as long as we don't have a breakout, right? I mean, like I said, there's gonna, the traveling is going to it's gonna affect everything, no matter what. But we don't need no breakout. Okay, we can't have a whole team uh, having to be out for a week because, or two weeks, and we're gonna have a real issue. It already it already hurts that I can't even make fun of the NFL in those type of situations anymore. Now I kind of got to fall back, and I was like, "Damn, Harden, fucking up the vibe." The, yeah, whole, the yeah. whole point of this was to roast football. But bro, you know, man, it wasn't. It, it couldn't be that way. You know, it's gonna affect every every sport at this point. Nobody's escaping this. And we especially traveling still. But as of right now, all that we really have is what we have projected to us for the past two weeks of our leaders very early leaders in the eastern conference and the western conference as well thankfully we talked about our four undefeated teams last week they have all faced defeat as of right now but the current leaders especially in the eastern conference are hoping for some more promising weeks and we begin with that with the start of the Philadelphia 76ers. Shout out to Tobias Harris. He was named the Eastern Conference Player of the Week. The Sixers are currently five and one. Uh, They're actually playing 
the Hornets, as of right now, they ended mm. up winning pretty uh, well. Their last game, they ended up playing the Hornets. They won 127 to 112. They're playing the Hornets right now, so we won't have that information at, uh, as far as the winner as of right now. But they're currently 5 and 1, leading the Eastern Conference, leading the Atlantic Division. Crazy. They slapped the undefeated Magic. <laughs> uh, I think a lot of media has started to get a little bit closer into Doc Rivers as far as his analysis of Ben Simmons, an analysis that has been a whole lot louder uh, on Twitter than it has been inside the mind of Doc Rivers because people still continue to want to see a change of game or just a, a, a higher level of game in Ben Simmons and, and Doc Rivers. Uh, after hearing a lot of those things from reporters said he could really care less if, if Ben Simmons shoots a three or not. We ended up getting a Ben Simmons three this week, which ended up making the bench go like absolutely that? crazy. Like Did that? I like that? Um, yeah. I didn't. Uh, first of all, let's talk. Let's talk about. Let's, let's talk about your the, <laughs> the choice. The choice of tone on. Did you like that? I'm just. I'm just trying to see if you like. If you like that, felt three. really. Uh, there was, there felt... was a three attempt, I think, or a three that he made last season, and you kind of refused to uh, even accept it. So I'm just asking again. Well, I mean, he made it. He he made Dwight Howard. <laughs> he didn't want to try shooting some threes. Dwight Howard extending his range a little bit outside there as well. But if Doc Rivers is cool with it, obviously Ben Simmons is going to have the opportunity to do whatever he wants and will sure. not have to worry about moving into being a damn three-point specialist and, yeah, and no, that's never going to happen i don't think at this point but with that yeah, i've accepted it you, you yeah, accepted yeah. It? i've accepted it as I've well i think i think twitter needs to accept it too okay like it, the league has, steph really like flipped the league on his head and we got one guy who happens to be damn near seven foot who's also kind of like a point guard uh and we just can't accept the fact that he's not a three-point shooter it's just time all right. Mm -hmm. It just is what it is. Like he's a great player. Everyone sees it. You know, we all see it, but he can't shoot a three. It is what it is. He does a lot of other things for his team. So be. Look, he's a light skinned super Rondo. That's what he is. And I've accepted that. Like that dude plays defense as he's 6'10. He's going to throw those passes at Rondo camp because of his height. And I just thought if he wanted to be like the upper echelon, like superstar, like he's the same height as magic. If he started shooting three pointers, like Magic didn't really shoot like that. Like he would probably be his ceiling to me was like LeBron esque, right? Because LeBron, even though he's like a small forward, he plays point guard. And of course, this season he's allowing Dennis Schroeder to like take some of that load off. But to me, I thought Ben Simmons could have been like that guy where he's like, he could be like the person that has like that T Max scoring ability with the passing of Magic and like that defensive hound of like whoever you can. I don't even want to say Kobe, but like. Let's say like those Kobe stoppers, quote unquote Kobe stoppers. Like he is ruthless on defense. So, but I've accepted it because they, their starting lineup has three shooters. They have, you know, they have Danny Green, they have um, Seth Curry, who, regardless of what everybody feels, I feel like he, as a younger brother to, to Steph, he's made his own where he's, he's worked his way up to be a starter. And I feel like his time is due. He's, he's getting the opportunity now in Tobias Harris. So they got three shooters, and even with Embiid, who is not scared to shoot, that's four people that want to take the shot. If you don't want to take the shot, I, I can live with it. I don't care anymore. Let those other shooters do what they got to do. Just let them run and dunk it, do all that type of stuff. Yeah, a lot of the dominance that has came from, from Philly for these past couple of games has been pretty much on the shoulders of Joel Embiid. He's been very dominant in a lot of these wins. The one that he had against, well, the game that Philadelphia had against Orlando ends up being one of the higher ones uh for their five and one start they're pretty much dominating the east as of right now the washington wizards the first win ends up being a, a i mean a washington win where washington is is 
just ending up struggling in itself before their very big win uh, against Brooklyn. They end up beating the Knicks. They lose to the undefeated Cavaliers. They beat the Tampa Bay Demons, and then they beat the undefeated Magic before they end up beating the Hornets as well, and we have the Hornets again tonight. And as of right now, it's, it's looking like it's going to go into their favor as well. But Sixers don't face a Western Conference team until Saturday. So they're beating up on the East. And yes, good win against Orlando, but... Until Saturday, you end up seeing Denver, Memphis, Los Angeles, Mm -hmm. and Minnesota for the rest of the month. And outside of that, there will be uh, Eastern Conference games in that as well. But those are only four Western Conference teams that you end up seeing Philadelphia play against. So, yes, 5-1 is incredible, but will we be able to see those types of performances against? Yeah, it's a big month for them. I mean, Denver, Denver, I think, is in a is in a position that I did not expect following their trip to the Western Conference Finals um, uh, for the past season. Memphis, again, you're out with John Morant. I don't know how how, how thirsty Memphis will be against the Philadelphia that can really dominate. Uh, Los Angeles is already going to be a test in itself between the Sixers and the Lakers. And then you have the Timberwolves that is going to end up uh, uh, being a very good game with that as well in that January schedule. But if they can end up continuing to beat down on these Eastern Conference teams, Philadelphia is going to be an interesting team to watch. Yeah, yeah. Well, we got to see how that all plays out because you and I, all of us know, that's, that's you know, doing this show right now. That needs to look a certain type of way by the time we get to 30, 40, 50 games. Mm-hmm. We all know. So I, I, be, I feel like they have something there for sure. You know, I have, I don't have a lot of doubt, but, I'm not convinced. Uh, you're not convinced on the Sixers. Okay, let's let's no, go I'm ahead. Not, let's but go I, ahead but I, open this but door. I don't, but I don't hate the Sixers. Quick. I don't hate the Sixers. I don't have. I don't, I don't either. I don't either. You know, man. This this why, this, why are you winking at me face, right now? This this face mark is different than heel mark. <laughs> what do you mean? I'm not. Di- Yo, face mark is different. This bro. is a like, stern. This, man, this is a stern face. Crazy, crazy world. This is a new. This is a stern face. I told you the beef is over. Now, face turn mark is different, but I I do agree that I want to see them go against the West. I feel like, you know, I hope they're not one of those teams that beat up on the East and they like, you know, like those teams that go out West and they get spanked. Like, it kind of reminds me of the Cavs. What what year was it? Remember that year that Cavs, when LeBron was on there, was like 62 and something, but most of their wins were against like the kind of like the weaker Eastern Conference teams. I just feel like if it's one of those things, it's something to worry about because eventually – we go to playoffs, you got to meet the East again. But whoever comes out the West, if you weren't beating them in the season, I don't know how you're going to come up with, you know, kind of like schemes to beat them in the finals. So um, this is not to say that they'll make the finals, but their ceiling's pretty high if they keep it up. But we'll, I'm, I'm just, I'm skeptical. Like with, uh, yeah, it, it's with tough. I'm it's tough. Yeah, it's tough to just be all in on it. Yeah, those things end up swinging in, in Philadelphia's favor. I believe, I would like to believe that media still keeps them in their, in that, conversation of eastern favorites the two teams that we end up having still as eastern favorites even with a little bit of swinging or even with a little bit of uncertainty as well the boston celtics and the milwaukee bucks they favor having in the east without very high position so although they don't lead the east as of right now boston celtics sixth in the east they're only a game below 500 and of course the milwaukee bucks tied at 500 with the new york knicks and they take up those last uh, two spots in the Eastern Conference as of right now. But as I watched the Boston Celtics and the Milwaukee Bucks, um, some interesting things that ended up coming out of Boston. I think a lot of people are happy at seeing a Boston where Tatum is, I mean, I feel like he was already a focal point at, at, at this point in time, even with having a, a Kyrie Irving yeah. with a Jalen Brown, 
with uh, Gordon Hayward or anybody else that they try and add in Boston. But now it's a whole lot more different between himself and Jalen. Now that Gordon Hayward's out in Charlotte. We end up seeing the game winner after uh, the two weekend games that they had versus the Pistons. Already the second game winner that he's had after he already launched one over Giannis uh, earlier in the season. And although Detroit won their first game over the Boston Celtics, people still continue uh, to have a whole lot of faith in them. So you have Atlanta, Orlando, Cleveland, Indiana, and of course Philadelphia above Boston right now. But how do you feel of what they are going to be within these next few? If if Tatum continues to to have the performances that he is right now, Boston's going to be fine, dude. I, I don't even, you know, it's one of those things Skip said a little earlier. You know, first two weeks, man, the Celtics will will be a contender. They will be a contender. I do feel like they do need, uh, you know, the Tatum stuff is is great. I think he's a closer. I think he's a dog. I think he's got everything he needs, you know, to go forward. I, I think he hasn't hit his ceiling. Uh, he's all, he's a superstar in my eyes, you know. Mm. But, you know, if I see some shenanigans this offseason, or not offseason, this postseason, your little huffs and puffs every time I mention Brad Stevens, we may need to address that again. As far as Brad, as far as if the if the Celtics strike out again, here's the thing. I mean, I, I, love, I don't want I don't want to really really get started on no, Brad I'm, Stevens. No, I'm just saying, at a certain point, you got to look at everything that they have or had at this point, and it didn't work out. But you got to look at everything they have going forward, especially in this postseason that's coming up, and you have to start asking questions because the talent is there. We yeah. all know that. You know, it's, we it's, all. I, I feel like, I feel like it's been I feel like it's been there. I feel like it's been now, there in Boston. It has. Now, one of the reasons why I'm addressing this postseason so much and is because it's an important year for Celtics-Lakers rivalry as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and say what you want, but it, that is still super important to Laker and Celtic fans. Um, I think Celtics need to get over that hump. I think they have what it takes. But after a certain point, there's got to be a scapegoat. And I'm not saying he deserves to lose his job, um, you know, but... A, a talk would have to have like a talk has to be had if something fans, goes sideways. Do Laker fans want to whoop Boston's ass like that that bad? Of course. That's gonna be that's gonna be bad. Of course. It's Lakers Celtics, man. But I'm saying it, you know, Lakers win one more, they they go ahead in trophies, you know, and championships. It's a it's a big deal to, for their culture. Okay, so okay, in that case, yes. That in that yeah, case, it's a, yes, it's that's a true big deal for their culture, man. And I, I just keep thinking about it over and over again. I think Brad is is tremendous. I think he's a he's a good coach, but man. He's had some opportunities now, and they've been good for a minute. And they've been spending money, and they've been getting players. I mean, who doesn't mm-hmm. want to? Who doesn't want to play in Boston? Like, people, I mean, you can say what you want about Boston, but I'm saying they get players. You know, it's not like guys don't want to go there in free agency. Um, so there's I mean, going to be a time that things have to happen the right way, especially in the postseason. I think the only chance of Brad Stevens losing his job to me is if they get to the finals and they lose the Lakers, right? And and I think that's like the direct comparison where it seems like, yo, we lost the Lakers. They're above us in the amount of trophies and now like the pressure is just like now nah, i don't think brad i feel like brad has been dealt a heavy hand for like the last two three years and he somehow makes like wine out of like decrepit water and i think as a coach i mean does he match up against you know eric Spolstra and some of the other top tier coaches in the east not exactly but he does the best of what he can with his team i'm just more i want to pay attention to how uh kimba comes back because yeah, the you know important. Because Tatum, I know we've been talking about Tatum, but I feel like, and this is for like the lookout people that listen to lookout, I feel like Tatum is the Brown, like Goku is the Vegeta. I feel like everyone keeps mm-hmm. talking about Tatum, but nobody pays attention to the Brown has been going off too. And I feel like it's like that little Vegeta in him that's like 
similar to like Clay to Steph, where it's like they go off and it's like, I need you to remember that I'm here too. Just because yeah. that dude on here is dangerous, I'm just as dangerous. And for me, they just need to make sure that they have the point guard, they have the shooting guard, they have small forward. If they were if they were to get AD or some like monstrous like center, the Celtics would be very scary. And I think that's what they should be focused on in the midseason because they, they have that be. exception. So it. if it's like if they can get like a Aaron Gordon, because I'm, I'm looking at Magic, like yeah, they, the Magic are both them, but they have three players on the Magic that I can see can help the Celtics. I would prefer the first would be Aaron Gordon. They can't get Aaron Gordon. Next person would be Terrence Ross because he'd be a spark plug off the bench, and the next person after that is a uh, Evan Fournier. Right? Uh, I don't know how they play him. They probably have to use him as a spark plug off the bench. He's a great shooter. Um, because he would be undersized as a power forward, and I don't like playing Jalen Brown or Tatum at the four. I'd rather keep them at two, three. So that's why I prefer Aaron Gordon because you put him at power forward. You don't got to shoot. He'll do like the the dunks and the rebounds. Uh, he's not your ideal person, but he's the closest you'll get to like a Blake Griffin wannabe. So I just think that's what I'd be paying attention to. But I, I think they have the talent. They just need that either another piece or Walker has to go off, and they become like a big three on that team. Fournier in Boston would piss me off. So <laughs> I, 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 I'm already annoyed with Boston shooters. Just adding Wait, Fournier. Out of all the three people I said, Fournier, like I don't really uh, think uh, he, he just don't want I've seen a lot of I've seen a lot of threes that make me slap my face from Evan Fournier. That would piss me off so much out in Boston. Well, we gotta wait and see if it even gets there, man. It's okay. Skip, skip, skip's just booking right now. We don't know yet. But like you know. said, Boston Never Celtics. Know have been had more than enough talent for the past couple of years again we're not too far away from a couple of years ago a minute away from the nba finals and, yeah. and, and lebron james powers through two different people to, to to be able to close it so for those that end up looking at a conference finals like that especially conference finals for the past couple of years and said oh well you get through the east you get through lebron james kind of i, I almost want to say i almost want to say whatever to it because boston had more than enough opportunity I agree. To win that series, and they did. They lost. And they did. They lost. I don't think I'm it has not. to be stamped as LeBron. They just put a red stamp of LeBron on it, and 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 move along with it. Boston had the opportunity to win. They also had the opportunity last year to win, and they end up yeah. losing the Miami Heat in that Look, case as well. I'm not calling for Brad's job. I'm just saying I, at that point we just, we need to start a dialogue. You know? Well, if we're gonna start a dialogue, let's talk about the inconsistencies that people have labeled for the Milwaukee Bucks. Talk about it. Yeah, it might be time. Now, we've had enough conversation of Giannis's new contract. I think we're mm -hmm. more than enough past that. People are starting sure. to look at the team from a much different perspective as of right now. And without the past week, yes, they have their best shooting of all time against the Miami Heat. End up blowing them out so bad that TNT, for whichever reason, decides to show other programming <laughs> on their television, which pisses off not only me, not only Heat fans, but Bucks fans as well, because they want to continue seeing some success in their team as well. But with that, they end up following that with uh, a back-to-back -back against the Miami Heat. They lose the second game with that as well, and they dog walk Chicago the day after. So would you label three and three as of right now in Milwaukee as inconsistency compared to what Boston has as of right now, obviously they're a game over 500, but Milwaukee mm. ends up being labeled as the inconsistency. Is this now the new criteria that we hold Milwaukee <laughs> because of that 228? Yeah. yeah, this is what they this is what they wanted. This is what they wanted, and this is a part of it now. You know, Giannis got the big deal. He's the big superstar. They want to hand the league over to him, although LeBron refuses to give it up. But the point is, 
you know, Giannis is that guy. He got his, he got the big money. We all know what his talents consist of. He need, he does need to be better in, in, you know, some categories, but that's, that's a whole nother thing. Yes. The light needs to be shined. There's no more cradling. There's no more, you know, put the baby on your shoulder and burp. Like there's, there's no more of that. Like it's done. Like this is it. So when things get bad, this is what you expect. Mm-hmm. We need to talk about it. We, we got to We got to start the dialogue because yes, the Bucks. Hey man, they need to win something. And when I mean win something, I mean the championship. At, between look, if there is nothing that that Giannis can do for this team in two, three seasons, he needs to move on. And we were all right about what we're about to talk about right now, which is there's something boring and off-putting about, about Milwaukee the Milwaukee Bucks, Bucks. basketball. Mm. Period. I mean, it's there. I, I know we all seeing it. I know y'all watching these games. You know, it is what it is. I was surprised to agree with Charles Barkley a few uh, a week ago, week and a half ago, when he was saying, you know, this is like the same thing they did last year. Not that it doesn't work, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it type of situation. But hey, man, we saw it, bro. This is this is this MVP two years in a row, two hundred twenty whatever million. You know, face of the league, incoming apparently. That's what they want. He's gonna get. He's got to get the same scrutiny. I mean, Braun went through a few years of getting dragged in the mud. Mm-hmm. Okay, it just, it's this is part of the criteria. You know, we see what's happening with Golden State right now. Although, you know, we'll talk about Curry's game. He had a great game of the night. But there's these things have to happen. Everything has to play themselves out. It is what it is. The Bucks look weird. I just feel like the Bucks are looking at the Phoenix Suns. They're looking at that standing, and I know they're kicking themselves because I know. I think on Twitter I was talking to Mark and um, Jeff about. I always felt like at the end of last season, you know what Giannis needs? He needs a top-tier point guard. And it's not to come at Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday is not really a point guard. He's a hybrid. And what that means is he can play point guard, but that's not the ideal person you want playing point guard. Like, he can hold it down before he's a, he's a solid starter, but he's more deceptive as a two-guard, right? And I think that Chris Paul's effect that we see on the young, you know, sons, he could have did the same thing for the Bucks. Like, he is a transcendent, even though he's an older guy, like, people are so scared of Chris Paul. That dude can still shoot from 25 feet. That dude yeah, has laser passes. And I feel like they're going to look at it. Like, I feel like if the Suns plays higher than the Bucks, which I feel like they have all potential to be, the Bucks got to look at themselves and be like, sometimes they are conservative, and sometimes they kind of go off and do little shady deals where they try to announce things before it's, it's done. Uh, they're probably kicking themselves because I really think Chris Paul's impact would is, like, so much higher. Even though he's older than Drew Holiday, Drew Holiday is not going to get much better. Offensively, he's not at the same level. Yeah, as Paul. Drew is Drew is great. I love Drew. I think he's a great guard, and he's he plays defense. Like he's 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 good. I like him, but I I understand exactly what you mean. They don't have a killer at at point. You know, they need a dog at point. They need somebody who could you know hit hit the threes consistently. Maybe that game Giannis has sixteen points and twelve rebounds, but then his point guard has. 35 you know it's not maybe chris middleton that day was on but sometimes that doesn't happen either so yeah they, they definitely need a killer at once Skip. I, I mean i i'm with you and i think these type of things end up being an area where jet where jeff says like like yes now that we are at that position now that you have made this decision specifically i th- i don't think it's unfair to say you know we are expecting the Milwaukee Bucks to get to a certain position in the NBA playoffs. If you want to label it as the NBA finals, if you want to even label it as winning the NBA championship, I think it's fair to do so as of right now, based on the decisions that have been made and, and where you would like to take clearly would like to take 
the Milwaukee Bucks. Nobody really cared that they lost in the second round for whatever reason. I, I'm, I'm not I'm not <laughs> here to convince people that it's an important loss. But yeah. if you're focusing on this year, I think position in where the Bucks land in the playoffs or to me, even dropping out of the NBA playoffs, the position that they have is something that's should have more of a magnifying glass on it. If they make the NBA finals and lose, I don't I don't really think that's demeaning. I don't really think that that's a, a, a black eye that Giannis should wear forever, depending on who they face in the Western Conference for the NBA finals. If you end up not making it, then yes, magnifying glass. 100%. Yeah, I mean, for sure. <laughs> Somebody getting fired. Bro. Just off of what Jeff said, I had to double check. Just remember the coach's name for the Bucks, And I was going to say, how he's coaching the Bucks reminds me of exactly what happened with the Atlanta Hawks. Remember when he was coaching the Atlanta Hawks and he was like, oh, my God, five all-stars. <laughs> yeah, like, how how like, can we forget? Spurs of the East. Yeah, fuck them. But the point I'm trying to say <laughs> is that he knows how to build a team to get to like that high level where they can win 60, they can be number one, number two. I just don't think he's the coach to take them over the edge. Like, J-Kid, he, he, he helped build confidence Giannis. He made him play different positions from – point guard and center, and he's, like, learning, I guess, all scopes of the game. I think they might need a new coach. I feel like at this point, I'm feeling like their offense is so stagnant that, look, they have great players, but they might have to do kind of like what the Warriors did when they were moving on from Mark Jackson to Steve Kerr. They need a more, like, talented, offensive-minded person just because, look, I think Mike, he's done the best he can. I think he's a great coach, but I don't think he's going to be able to take him over the hump to get that championship. And um, – I think that's what we need to pay attention to that pattern. Cause I, I was like listening to you guys, I was like, yo, this feels like deja vu. He did mm. the same thing for the Hawks. Like first year got better. Second year they 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 were kind of like got to that, that pivotal point of like the wins for the Hawks. And then after a while, everyone's like, Yeah, we know this this formula. We know how to beat you now. And I think that's what it is. He's not good at that creative on the fly ad libs type thing to, to counteract like the original play. Like you need to be able to have like those dynamic offensive systems to really crush it. Like as we see with the Heat, um, I mean, I, I don't want Mike, Mark to get too, you know, but he sees the Heat. The Heat have such a culture where it's like Jimmy Butler sets the standard, man. He's like, look, I'm one of the best guys, but I'm going to make you guys better. You guys can do this, right? And when we look at teams like the Lakers where you're putting people in position, like that last playoff run, there are a lot of people that were kind of like coming up big, but you have to have the offense that allows them to do that. And I feel like right now the offense for the Bucks has a lot of work that it could do right now, honestly. Yeah, the, the the big the big um the big focal point that's on Miami as of right now it has now been labeled as the lack of a power forward, and we're going to have to see what happens with that with Miami and who they end up uh, trying to fill that position now that Jay Crowder is out in Phoenix, and we were able to enjoy that for us uh, for a certain couple of months and for the season as well uh, to be able to make the position that Miami ended up making, but. Now it's a little bit more different now that the Heat are under 500. They're actually going to end up being over well, at 500 as of right now, since it looks like they're going to um, very much so take this win over the Oklahoma City Thunder. Um, it's um, it's 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 something that I know that Miami wants to see a whole lot different, and that ends up being some of the notables that come out of that East that are not in that top eight position as of right now. Like there's Washington stretches. Uh, as much as Chicago was getting dogged, they're on a little bit of a come up with Zach Levine and, and Kobe White trying to make the best of things that are out mm-hmm. there. Um, struggles with the Tampa Bay with the Tampa Bay Demons. Uh, the discipline they had to do with Siakam for walking out of the game—they were almost winless. Now they ended up getting their their first win this past this past Crazy. week. 
They were 0-4 before that. Like, it's a little bit uncertain right now as of who ends up being the teams that fall down into that position as we get closer uh, to a position like the, the, the half of the, the, the half of the season, the end of the season specifically. But as of right now, thankfully, in Skip's position, as we talk about Milwaukee, you have a team that has not only beat Milwaukee, but beat the undefeated Cleveland Cavaliers beat the Indiana Pacers, and are 3-3 three and three in a town that is very happy as of right now. So, Skip, as Knicks have rejoiced about being 3-3 three and three and being 500 amongst some of the better uh, teams in the East right now, I've seen a lot of conversation on the emergence of Julius Randle. Have you enjoyed that as much as you have seeing the successes of the other players within these three wins? I'm going to be honest. If you told me that Tom Thibodeau, was going to somehow bring these young guys to not play shitty basketball like they did last year, I would have been like, you're crazy. I thought he was going to run their legs into the ground and crush their spirits on some, like, rocky, if they die, they die, right? Mm-hmm. But the fact that Julius Randle, he's, he's, he's picking his spots better. It's like, I don't know what type of switch went off in his brain. I love it. I don't want anybody to touch that switch ever again for the rest of the season because he's not really only playing for self. I think he he understands that as a veteran, you know, there's people on, on right on his tail to take his starting spot, right? They they really want to develop um, Ob Toppin and some other of the youth, but I feel right now Randall he, he has he has the balls to take shots that I feel like some of the other younger players they they they're, they're a little arrogant, but I feel like he's our leader right now, and uh, it's kind of reminiscent of Amari. Not saying that they're the same talent wise, but from presence wise, he's a he's a steady force right now until uh, R.J. Barrett's ready to be more consistent with it. <laughs> And within this next week, they end up having a pretty decent schedule as well. I don't think there isn't. I don't think there's much to be concerned as of right now. For now, they have the Utah Jazz on Wednesday, so tomorrow might be a little bit difficult for New York. But you have the Oklahoma City Thunder, you have the Denver Nuggets, and you have Charlotte next week as well. So plenty of opportunity to be able to build upon this and hopefully get a little bit better position throughout the month of January as well but we will have to see what comes from our top leaders in the east compared to just like i skip said between milwaukee and phoenix comparing those to what we have on the western conference that conversation will be very dominated by the pacific division because the entire division is making up our top eight in the west right now but we'll be able to have a conversation of who ends up being the most important out of that conversation along with the incredible 62-point game that we ended up seeing from Stephen Curry on Sunday night. So stay tuned for that conversation. We'll be right back. It's RSPN on the Elite Media Group. We'll be back after this. You, It's a catch-22 because people are always got to say for the argument's sake, what if he didn't or what if he did? But he does. He's had two coaches, basically, you know. Um, he's had his same compadres, right, the tra- three amigos, for what is this now? Six, seven years now? Probably longer than that. Yeah, yeah. Right? So, like, Braun has never had a teammate for more than four years, right? Other than James Jones, right? <laughs> so, for me, Steph doesn't need anybody's acknowledgement. Not a player, not a fan, not a media. He has a two-time MVP. He's the best shooter in the history of the NBA. He's a three-time champion. He has all the accolades he needs. I think all he needs to do now is to continue to show that he's a winner, even when situations aren't right. He continues to do that, and everyone goes, okay, he is who we thought he was. He needs to just make sure that this team wins because we know it's not, this is not your you know, 2016, 2015 team, but if you can make this team win and be competitive on a nightly basis, um, 
we see the passion that he wants, that he's taking pride in this, that people are getting better, I think that's where his his lore and his his legacy gets upgraded. It's not individual things now. It's like, can he be a leader to the team? I think he'll do it. I'm just, I want to see how he does it. Draymond finds him another three. Oh. <laughs> 62! 62! And he actually surpasses his buddy, Clay Thompson. Listen, come here. Shut your stupid ass up. Oh. Say that, folks. Come here, say it. All right, we are back. RSPN on the Elite Media Group, episode eight. He is still Jeff. I am still Mark. And he yes, yes, yes. is still Skip as well. Our special guest for the week. I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm three and D on this team right now. Like, I'm just waiting for Mark and Jeff to get me open. That's all I'm doing. Right now. <laughs> three, 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 three and D. Okay. Well, there's, 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 there's going to be plenty. There's going to be plenty to say on, on yeah. defending a certain three point shooter, uh, oh, within these yeah. next couple, within these next couple of moments. But as of right now, everybody that is listening for the brand new year on the Elite Media Group, make sure that you tap in to the Elite Media Group page on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Not only will you be able to have our conversations on the NBA each and every week on RSPN, but the check page is getting pretty close to not only the NFL playoffs, but the Super Bowl out in Tampa as well. So make sure that you are tapped into both of those podcasts along with the long-awaited return of the Play for Keeps podcast that you'll be seeing very very soon so make sure that you rate subscribe review as well to be able to make sure that we can have um a much better platform to be able to provide the conversations that we would like to have i think jeff and i are very excited for the next month not only for 2021 but for the anniversary of rspn as well Mm -hmm. in february you will begin to start seeing our beautiful faces very very soon once we get everything situated and you'll have the opportunity to see it on your timelines possibly on websites we're not sure as of yet but we will hammer out those details and provide those to you as well but again being able to subscribe to the elite media group will keep you locked in to each and every week of our conversations on the nba and as of right now we have covered everything that has come from the breaking news of covid as well as our top teams in the Eastern Conference and very early portion of the NBA. But as of right now, the West ends up looking a little bit different because on the East side, you don't really have too much that dominates from a division standpoint. At this point, the Pacific division ends up being the conversation of the Western Conference because the entire division makes up their top teams in the East. Normally, you would have two or three out of that that we would really focus on in the Pacific division and the other ones would kind of fall out and kind of fall out. I think as of right now, it's a much different year where each of the five that are within this division have their own story to be able to tell. And as of right now, the top three that end up being in the Western Conference end mm-hmm. up being your Redacteds, your Phoenix Suns and your Los Angeles Lakers all making up the top three and all with the same position as well at five and two. Yeah. I love the Suns. I think, I think they really have what it takes to, you know, do something The Chris part. We take veterans and leadership. I just feel like it's not talked about enough, especially in the NBA because you really need it. So underrated. And a guy like Chris Paul, who's still, Skip mentioned earlier, you know, still hitting them, them rainbow shots, still got it, you know, still crafty, still one of the best passers in the league. I mean, what he's doing to help that team is literally what they needed. It's it's almost amazing. Shout out their front office for actually getting it right, you know, and making that push. Yeah. Um. Just to like, you know, jump off of what Jeff said, I feel like 
after seeing what Chris Paul did for the uh, OKC uh, Thunder, and he brought like them, like no respect, that team shouldn't have made the playoffs last year, right? And I know they have a talented point guard that's a remaining after they traded away uh, Chris Paul and, and Dennis Schroeder, but he really elevates the Suns in the like rebuild plan by like two, three years, right? Because they should make the playoffs. I don't want to jinx it, but they should make the playoffs. In comparison, I do think. I think that they're more balanced than the Redactus. I'm not really a fan of the Redactus, but I, I think of the three, the top three, I do think the Suns and the Lakers will continue to, like, you know, innovate their style. And if the Redactus somehow stay top three, I'll shut up. But until then, because they have George Paul on that team, I will not show them respect because they have a person by the name of George Paul on the team. So I, I, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't respect any person. So disrespected, you won't, you won't even put his first name oh, as his no. last I don't pandemic P. I don't respect George Paul. Oh, I don't man. respect him. George Paul. I, don't, I can't. George Paul. Wow. You know, I think I think I I think I can get with I think I could get with George Paul. I think George I Paul. We need to, we might even have to keep that up. Or Jaw. No, he has to earn his name back. He has how to about, earn his name back. How about Jaw? How about Gall Porge? Or Gall or or Porge? No, I like Gall Porge better. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, George, I'm, all right, cool. we'll do the it. Paul George stuff, man. Is uh, he just doesn't know when to be quiet ever. Like, you know, you have one good game or you have two good games in a row. <laughs> and, you know, it's like, bro, come on, man. More of this. Like, at this point. Is it hashtag do it again with Gold wish, Forge right now? I wish I wish he was one of those ones where, like, I don't want to talk to media. Get out of my face. But it's never that. It's always, like. I don't want to see Woke. I don't want to see Woke Paul. Uh, Gold uh, Forge. I'm already fucking up his name. Oh, it's just annoying. And, and it's like, I don't even think everyone's against him like he like he thinks. I just think that inside, he's a hater himself. Boy, do I hate, a, I hate a, the whole world's against me type of nigga. Yeah, bro. Those like, come on, my God. The weight's on my shoulder, ass nigga. Worse. Like, you're going to play with Kawhi. Oh, bro. Come on, bro. I don't want to hear it. Like, we get it. You, he, he's, he's like, we don't want to, he doesn't want us to talk about what happened in the postseason. But we do this for every NBA player. Okay, it's not just the Paul George show. If NBA player fucked up in the playoffs, there's gonna be a there's gonna be a conversation. It happen it happens. Okay, you want to be the superstar, you want to be the man, you know, you want to go to LA and and you know do all these great things. This is what happens. Okay, you're not Indiana anymore. If you want to go there, go back there. This is and, this is what it is. This is this is big market media right now. And Straight I don't think up, that, you can't take it. But here's the thing: I don't I don't think I don't think he's coming at this from a perspective that ended up happening. That ended up happening after their game against the Phoenix Suns, a very chippy game that ended up happening throughout the weekend between your top two teams that are in the Western Conference. Like Skip ended up saying, Chris Paul really makes a huge difference within this team, and he's not even a a huge leader from an offensive perspective. Again, you have Devin Booker, who's still the real focal point of that offense, but as far as movement, as far as positioning, obviously leads the team in assists. Damn near leads the league in assists. I, w- I want to say if he's not, if if there's not one other person above him as of right now, but he changes the dynamic of the Phoenix Suns a whole lot different. And before the game that they had against the Redacted, they were five and one. Very good setup to be able to to follow up against that positive aspect that they ended up winning from a lot of people that wanted to see them in the in the NBA playoffs to begin with. But they beat the Mavericks, they beat the Kings, lost to the Kings, beat the Pelicans, beat Utah, and you beat Denver. So top teams in the West, 
as far as names that they have ended up beating as of right now. Their next game was up against the the the, the Tampa Bay Demons, and, and that's not going to be a huge challenge for Phoenix as of right now because uh, Tampa's ended up stressing a whole lot more en- enough in Wait, itself. Wait, you just said the Tampa Bay Demons? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's, okay, because I was like, I had to pause for a second. Like, wait, I was looking at the same thing. Like, what is he talking about? Like, what yeah, is he All right. Yeah. You, 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 you may hear it, but this you is You didn't the, see they changed the – no, no, hear it. They changed the logo. I submitted it. Let's go. Let's let's keep this. I right. submit. I submitted the logo. You didn't see the logo. You shouldn't have. I didn't see the logo. Okay, so, so it's okay. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not I'm mad. What do you mean? What do you mean? my world. I sub. I submitted it. I'm not mad at you for walking into this because Adam Silver told me it's 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 submitted. We're good. It's the Tampa Bay Demons. I'm just here to drop points, bro, with you guys. I'm just gonna keep doing what I'm here to do. I'm just all right. He said it's taking a couple business days for, for you know, ESPN.com has to get on board and change it. And, and then, you know, Bleacher has to change it. And, 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 and like, like Reddit has to change it. And, and NBA.com. It's, it's, it's yeah. there. The franchise. Yeah, yeah. You know, the, the Raptors also got to you know, change it to the, to, to the Demons. But it's there. Yeah. But it's there. Yeah. It's there. And the importance of this conversation is that Phoenix and Los Angeles ends up being a very chippy game and fights almost literally to the point where uh, Devin Booker calls him a soft ass nigga, and you know that's gonna be like ooh again against against a whole lot of NBA media, sure. and obviously they can't say what he said as of right now, so nobody can really go into too much detail. But sure. here's what Paul George ends up saying after last night's win. Paul, in that fourth quarter, things got a little chippy between you and CP3. Share, you mind sharing a little insight into that? Man, I don't know. I don't know, man. I had a, I had a, I had a, a tough year last year. Uh, people think it's sweet, man. People think it's it's, it's sweet because I was down. I didn't hear none of this my ten years in the league. But last year, people living on that last year, um, and, and it's it's. I, I got to answer to that. You know, I, I got to answer to that. I got to be ready for that. And um, you know, I'm 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 ready to compete. I'm back. You're racing it. First of all, nigga, <laughs> please, bro. I hate I, that whole. That last segment of, of what he said, like, I got to be ready for that. I gotta, bro, you are, you are, you have focus been so the, sensitive. Focus on the last year. Yes. Yes. Unfortunately, yes. Obviously, that's how this works, dog. That's how this works. If Chris Paul says something to you, like, nigga, whatever the case may be, whatever he may have said to him, bro, like, come on, dog. Like, he just sounds like Chris Paul a probably baby, said, damn, bro. damn, nigga, even I didn't go out like that. Yeah, he probably said something, you know, and it, it probably was true, you know, but. Look, man, you, like I said, you got one great game, and he's like, I'm back, you know, <laughs> last year, last year. It's like, last Do we year think shit is sweet? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes, goal. Yes, we think shit is sweet. It's whatever, bro. I, I don't I don't want to hear it when, when this project in with the, at the Clippers fails, and he's trying to find his way out and go back home to Indiana or some shit like that. You know, I don't want to hear it because he's been traveling trying to win, and he hasn't been able to do it, not even with Kawhi, and it's this- not going to happen again. This is going to be Yo, something that the they're going to hear. Like this, this man that's has just, the whole. It's, it's deserved. That, that's, just, that's just weird, bro. Like I, the way that I I'm see it. Mad. No, no, I'm just no for sure. But I'm just it's, it's it's a weird thing. It's a weird energy to have when you're you're literally saying, "Oh yeah, you know, guys, you know, I was down last year, bro. You weren't even down last year. You had a bad. You had you had a bad postseason." He says this like he didn't have thirty-five point games or forty-point games, bro. It is what it is. Every game you have is not going to be good. And when they're bad, yeah, we're going to critique you because that's just how the shit go. And it's not just you, Paul George. 
It's not just you. I, I don't understand why he thinks you know he's got the whole way on the show. Kawhi, Kawhi got bars. Kawhi got barred up too. Yeah, it is what it is. And, and I mean, Kawhi is not about to be you know acting like, oh yeah, this is my this is the juice, this is my energy, it's what I need to to be successful. It's like, no, bro, your peers are telling you you ain't shit because they see it in you. They see it in you. You had a you have some good games. No, but I don't do. Who in here thinks Paul George is a bad player? Like whoever said that. I feel like I feel like they think I feel like Paul George thinks we just we just assume he sucks or something. No, bro, you had a bad postseason in the bubble. We watched it unfold, and now you got to eat it. And for whatever reason, he's the only one talking about it still. Because I mean, yeah, we're talking about it. It's a hard thing to eat. It's it's ridiculous. I think it's easy to to dislike. I feel like what he should have did this season was after all that talk happened after the playoffs. He should be playing like Kawhi. What I mean by that is Kawhi don't like talking to people. Kawhi is like, look, I ain't going to talk to y'all. I'm going to go into court, and I'm going to try to kill you like a robot. I feel like Kawhi is not even human. I know they say he has a has a lovely daughter, or I think, with his, his fiance. None of my business. I just don't think he's human. But I feel like that Tim Duncan-ness that he, he got from the evil Spurs dynasty was, I'm not going to talk mm. to you. I'm just going to come on there, and I'm going to drop 30, and I'm going to put my influence on the game. If I don't do well, I'm going to say, look, I'm going to do better. I'm a leader. That's it. I'm not going to go and to my post interview and say, yeah, you know, he went I balled out because somebody talked shit about me. Come on, yeah, bro. And not, to, not to interrupt you, Jeff, but I'm just saying. Oh, you're good, like, bro. You're good. I interrupt you. You can't just go on like a platform like that, and he basically threw Doc Rivers under the bus. And as much as people hate on LeBron, LeBron will never say – to publicly, he he dislikes coaches. Like he's not trying no, to ruin your behind the scenes. He be like, "Yo, I don't fuck with you." But he will, he won't like, "Yo, Paul Judge trying to make it seem like Doc Rivers don't know how to coach." And as we see with Doc Rivers on the Sixers, he knows how to coach. He just needs people that have you know spines. And Paul George, to me, he's never been a star player. He's always been a great two, you know. And the only reason why he became a star player in the Pacers, if we're being honest, is because. Danny Granger had fucking injuries. Like people forget about Danny Granger. All people that are NBA fans from like they're young. Mm-hmm. Danny yeah. Granger was nice, bro. He was nice, bro. And I feel like to them, I thought he was gonna be like that second fiddle to Danny. And then you know, Danny's knees popped out and just you know couldn't play the same level. So Paul George kind of elevated where oh, I think he's nice, but could he do it consistently? Then he had a leg injury, then he came to Thunder and he's on this team. He needs to be be quiet. I don't want to say shut up and dribble, but he needs to focus on his product on the court. If he if he destroys all year round and in the playoffs, we won't talk bad about him. But he keeps talking like this, like he's a scorn lover or something like that. We're gonna hate you. That's what the internet does. Just show us the work, bro. That's all we care about. See the, the vocal the vocal shit is funny because yes, you can you you can feel the way. Like obviously, I think you know the answer the answer to the question. Yeah, niggas think she's sweet after last year. Yes, but it's not like we're talking about your Eastern Conference Finals from 2014. And people are just hanging that over your head or whatever you did in 2017. Yes, you said we're getting back to that MVP Paul George, which was actually your 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 runner up season. But I'm going to be vocal. That's that's completely fine. My thing is, you know, for a fact that after Cancun on three, a whole lot of things you're you're getting every single type of magnifying glass that is put onto you and is going to be well deserved. So. Can you have the opportunity to drop 40 and and have a good game and, and beat the Phoenix Suns? Sure. But it's just funny to see, oh, niggas think shit is sweet. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, We're calling you this the fucking redacteds for a reason. Hey, bro. I, the finals happen and it's on, it's on you. Yeah. You know, um, look, man, we all, we all watch what happened to the Clippers. Okay. I mean, and I'm not all black. Jeff, 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 no, Jeff can I'm say it. Jeff can say it. If I say it, I get fined $10. Listen, listen. We all saw what happened to these guys. 
it's there, it's in history. We do this for everyone. If if LeBron made that shot and it hit the rim and went out of bounds and they lost, I, the same People energy would be here. Roasting. You know, it doesn't matter. I love Bron. Bron's a legend. Come on, man. We already know this. We don't gotta, you know, but you go when it's time to get it, you're gonna get it. Paul George is no exception. Period. He's definitely no exception. I'm sorry. Definitely. Okay. So yeah, like Skip said, man, it's kind of easy to just like not like the guy. You know, I'm not saying he's probably not a I mean, he's probably not a bad dude. I don't know, but I'm just saying, like, at the end of the day, bro, like. This is we're talking about stuff here that matters. This is the NBA. This has been going on way before he was born. This is how it goes. This is what happens. If you want to every win you get or every 40 point game or 35 point game you get, if you want to give credit to the person who was talking shit about you, come on, man. That's the most cornball shit ever. We know. We know you you're playing hard because you want to beat the person that doesn't like you. Okay, good, good job. Make a finals. Win one. Then come talk. Yeah, that is cool. If it's cool I if you want to say. No, real quick, Mark. I just want to say that Doc Rivers has every reason to hate Paul George because he broke his fucking daughter's heart. I feel like nobody talks about the off the court stuff, but Seth Curry <laughs> married right. Doc Rivers' daughter. Like he dated uh, Paul George, dated Doc Rivers' daughter before he knocked up the IG. Like he cheated on her IG model. So trust and believe, Doc Rivers has every right to try to destroy you, and he didn't. So trust and believe, if he hated you, I bet you he would probably be setting you up to fail, and he didn't. He kept it professional. He could Still be like, your Yo, you're. you're Yo, he basically said, look, he could roast you be like, yo, as a person, as a, a man, your character is kind of weak. He even tried to, like, sue his current fiance over the first child that they had. Like, again, I'm not trying to I'm not trying to be a gossip guy. I just pay attention to all things. I'm a news kind of Shay Rule, Shay Rule Skip? Okay, okay. I'm just saying, he, if, if there was any person that had the chance to, like, k- like kill your career, it would have been Doc. And if he wanted to do it, he would have did it. Is all I'm yeah. saying. Like he, he, he did, did it to the best of his ability, as as professional as possible, I'd say. But that's what happens when you you take a season with Cancun on three, end up getting embarrassed, and it's like ah, well, you know, I mean, uh, Doc didn't really, you know, set up a whole bunch. Well, you know, I, I mean, was it really a championship season? I mean, you, you know, I mean, we're just kind of working the kinks out. That that is that is where we end up where we are right now yes, with the redactions. Yes, it is. And if you want to elevate, completely cool. Because as we saw in the Suns game, Kawhi shit the bed. And you might get those types of games from Kawhi from, from, from certain points of time. But that's the reason that you are here to compliment him. And now we are here to not only see what's going to happen with the remainder of the season and your opportunity to have games, but what you had said you were going to do in the postseason because you roasted Damian Lillard for it when you end up talking about it last year. Mm-hmm. So, so now... Kawhi ends up returning last week after the Ibaka elbow and was completely bloodied up during on, on Christmas. They worked the Wolves, they worked the Blazers, they lose to Utah thanks to Hall of Famer Mike Conley, and they beat the Suns. Now, Paul George is going to hold it down, but the Phoenix Suns is going to be a team that ends up being focused on a whole lot more from people that want to see the successes in the West because the Suns, before that game, were 5-1. and the first, For the first time in a decade, they're starting off with this type of of start and again the 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 2010 Suns a very exciting team that we ended up seeing playing the Lakers um in the NBA playoffs but it's almost similar to Philadelphia from what we have seen from Phoenix they haven't seen the East at all and they've beat some top names in the West but first time that they will be seeing an Eastern team is of course tomorrow night against Tampa now that is going to be between those two you end up having the Los Angeles Lakers that are both that are underneath both of them, but you're not going to see as much critique 
from the defending NBA champions because people pretty much know what to expect from this Los Angeles team as of right now. The second Laker loss that they have for the season came from Portland last week, but people are still astonished by the defending champions and the 18th year of LeBron James. It's been a pretty calm year for LeBron James. It's a career low in minutes played, but people are just astonished at the fact that you can be able to have this type of performance and have this type of speed and have this type of power for a team in your 18th season. He ended up turning 36 last week, so a late happy birthday to LeBron James as well. But you won't be seeing too much critique from Los Angeles as of right now because, again, this is a team that people are already expecting to do more than enough necessary to be able to hopefully make the NBA Finals from a Lakers fan perspective once again. On the Bron stuff, man, I... I feel like he still feels like there's something to prove, which is amazing for a player of his age and the things that he's already done. It doesn't come across a lot. A lot of players lose momentum. A lot of players lose the urge to win more. And to each his own, you know, we're all different individuals. We're all different humans. LeBron just has that that different that different gene, man. He just he, he wants more, and it's amazing, which is why, you know, I feel like he can continue to win, uh, especially in the right situation. And he, from a business perspective, it just worked out. Stars aligned. So. Sha LeBron, happy belated, of course. Uh, the West is I – don't, I don't think the West is wide open. And we're nearing the end of the season. We're getting into the postseason, and LeBron's truly in form, and AD is truly in form. You know, lo and behold, everything is good as far as health. I don't – I just don't see them losing. I just feel like what I – my ideal Western Conference Finals is the Lakers versus the Suns. If I can get LeBron versus Chris Paul at least once before they both retire in the next two to three years. Because to me, they – I, I look. I didn't say it was feasible. I said it's you know it's 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 percentage wide. It's pretty slim. Oh, no, 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 I don't mean I don't mean hard in a, in a negative aspect. Like hard as hard as this, uh, that'll be that'll be a good series to watch. Yeah, it yeah. Would be I just sure. feel like it's gonna be, a lot has to happen. But I feel like look, Chris Paul and 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 LeBron they probably have three years at most left in the league. I know LeBron is he wants Bronny to come to the league and bust his ass one good time in the in the <laughs> season before he retires. I think it's either he wants to be like Ken Griffey where they play on the same team with senior and junior, or they play against each other. Either way, it's history. Um, I would ideally like them on the same team, but if they go against each other, I know LeBron's going to be chalking trash to Bronny. Like, I, wa- I I wipe your ass, and I'm going to kick your ass on the basketball court. I think that's a lot to see on the basketball court, but I would love to see it. So I, I think those those two teams in the finals would be, would be a great series for us to see. If Bronny gets slap like that. I, I would I, I would be I would feel I wouldn't even feel embarrassment but I would just if if it was an area where you have a let's let's say let's say 41 let's see 30 let's see, 36 right now it's gonna take Bronny how many years maybe like two, three it? it's, it's probably like three four right now right well for Bronny to yeah the yeah yeah Bronny's 16 he'd be in the league in two years in two years okay so if he if he's if it's there for him Let's say a 39-year-old LeBron James and you have an 18-year-old LeBron James Jr. And you just see a cross that just makes LeBron just uh, uh, and just and 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 he just wets him up for a series. Oh my god. That uh, as as many odd things as we've seen from takes from LeBron James, that could end up being one that just <laughs> blows things beyond out of proportion. We, we'll we'll have to see how it all happens. I, I think Bronny will be seventeen in like October, um, so he's he's getting there, man. But I, I don't know, man. Gilbert, I was reading an article about Gilbert Arenas said he's you know he's a clone of his father. I know he's been training him a little bit. Um, Has he? 
arena? He said he, he said he's got a forty four inch vertical right now. That is fucking a forty four inch vertical sixteen. That's what Gil Arena said. That's what Gil Arena said. I mean, I'm I'm assuming it's obviously you know his his genes are his genes are there. Savannah's not a small woman either. I mean that with all respect. You know, like she she's a beautiful woman, but I'm saying like she, you know. She's tall, <laughs> and, and and Bron is obviously who he is. So from an athletic standpoint, man, hey, Bronny could be it, but he's a kid, dude. Like the Bronny stuff is also extra, and we don't really know what it is yet, you know. So let's just let's just wait and see. But I would lo- I would love for it to happen. I mean, it'd be it'd be amazing, and I do think that is LeBron's ultimate like goal for sure is to rather play with him or play against him. I think more play with him. Uh, is in the books, but you know, we'll see what happens. Exactly. But Bronny may go to Bronny may go to college. We don't, you know, we don't know. You know, I I really have no idea. Shit, the way the way the way uh the way that they had that information come out between the um, the March Madness tournament that's gonna gonna end up coming out within the next couple of months. I don't know how college ends up faring out after after this year, but we will have to see uh what comes from that, not only from the NCAA, but from everything that ha- is happening within this country as well but as of right now from a laker perspective again their second loss comes to the portland trailblazers and there was some positive conversation that came from portland for the beginning of last week uh, because of that defeat or, or that win i should say against the los angeles lakers but we got a very early rendition of point guard wars out in oakland and san francisco Following Sunday night's game between the Golden State Warriors and the Portland Trailblazers, this backdates to not only, well, not even necessarily backdates, but it goes from the two games that they ended up playing this weekend. But earlier before that, you had a quote from Damian Lillard on the Warriors pregame live with a former teammate, Darrell Wright. And as of right now, well, at that point in time, they ended up talking about. Stephen Curry, the Golden State Warriors, and their struggles that they were having early on. We talked about the Warriors last week and set and talked about uh, the tax that the dynasty tax that Golden State is going to end up having to pay fairly soon. They ended up getting one year out of it already, but in the beginning of the season, it looked like it was going in a similar fashion. And Damian Lillard's quote almost ended up feeding into it as well. Said, I think right now with the injuries that the Warriors have been dealing with and Steph playing with a younger team right now, he's seeing that it's tough to get those quality looks right now it's different than what it's looked like over the last four or five years for him he's trying to get quality looks and get a clean look so he can make a good one you don't really have that luxury to take one from that deep just to be taking it like in the past he might have and i'm the same getting a lot of attention from defenses so they ended up having a little bit of a conversation on the quote of that on instagram and sunday night he ends up dropping a shitload of points ended up watching it on sunday night he had about 30 at the half Everybody was like, oh, shit, he's about to drop 50. I think even if he ended at 30, I feel like that is enough for people to get a little bit off of the topic of Stephen Curry uh, declining or just falling into the notions that people had um, that grade Curry from the perspective of zero finals MVPs, um, his positions to the Golden State Warriors in general, the odd conversations that end up coming between Warriors fans that try and separate himself and Kevin Durant. We already saw a lot of that between the past few years when they were in Golden State together, but the conversation ends up coming to a much different silence as he ends up dropping 62 on the Portland Trailblazers. Beautiful. Uh, the past week also involved 
beating the Pistons. I mean, obviously, who hasn't beat the Detroit Pistons already? But training wins with the Portland Trailblazers ends up being dwarfed pretty much by the fact that Stephen Curry ends up having a huge 60-point game. You saw the the reaction from Klay Thompson, uh, knowing that Curry has now beat his <laughs> high score, and he yeah. had a little bit of a uh, <laughs> he had a little bit of a mean to provide to that as well. But I think I think the conversations were getting pretty odd into that area of Stephen Curry. I think from you and I, from our perspective, we were looking at, at the area of the Golden State Warriors in itself. Mm-hmm. Whereas you were having so much troubles with an Andrew Wiggins, we were having so much troubles with a Kelly Oubre. But I love the fact that Draymond started seeing a whole lot of that and is now coming back to a position where you can see something like you have a single digit game, you're a plus 22, and that's going to throw off a whole lot of people that look at box score. But that is some of the things that I think are the most interesting about Draymond Green when you start looking at his importance and his position on the Golden State Warriors, which ends up changing the vibe a whole lot more different. And could that be one of the reasons that you end up having a lot more different mindsets to open up Curry for a 62-point game? You could argue that as well. But Curry in itself, I don't think you and I had much of a doubt because we even erased our (laughs) own... Uh, our, our our own sentiments yeah. last week where we started yeah, saying that yes this is one of our best shooters and we went back on that immediately yeah, so you know man. what i don't think we can even Come account on. to that for a decade no bro he's like curry is he's walk he's walk on hall of famer okay i there is there's this weird like dialogue going around that because the warriors haven't been good uh, since the dynasty ended quote unquote uh curry's kind of taking a lot of heat for it but he's also been hurt on and off and he's still probably the best shooter in the league mm-hmm. now of course clay is not playing and clay is to me still i mean you know just a whole, I, I hope he comes back 100 percent. he is who he is because i love watch clay, watching clay play but man if that 60 point game if that didn't show you what you need to see I don't know. I think it is going to take some adjusting as far as playing with younger talent and younger talent having to set him up too. They got to learn as well. You know, it's not just about Draymond being the, playing or not playing. I know, you know Steph can obviously create wherever he wants, but yeah, man, he needs that, that, nothing like chemistry and energy, you know, coming off playing with guys that you're used to playing with. So, Hey man, if you could score 60 something and, and, and make it happen, it was a phenomenal performance. It happened on Dame's head. Dame took it like a G by the way. Paul George should also, Look at that. <laughs> some look into some ways to take I hate to go back to call Paul George, but like it's seriously though, like you know, at the end of the day, you're gonna lose games. It sucks, you know, it, it sucks, but you're you're gonna lose some games. These things do happen. Um and when you when you lose to a player who just gets so hot that he drops sixty on your head, what can you really say? Mm-hmm. You know, what can you really say? You respect it, you move on, they may ask you about it, you give your opinion. He did give his opinion. I thought it was you know, I thought what he said makes sense. So yeah, he's just getting going. Um, so the Curry stuff, man, I, we had to, we got to recognize this man right now. Cause I'm not, it's not going to be one of those things where, you know, this guy retires and, you know, we're finally giving him his flowers. I mean, we, we saw some amazing things come from this guy, mm-hmm. amazing things these past few years. So I have no doubt he'll be fine. Now the Warriors overall, it's kind of a whole nother different subject for me. It's, 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 it's shaky. Yeah, it's a little shaky. Like, it's, it's a little shaky. Two weeks. You know what I said? Two weeks, guys. 
Absolutely, yeah. It's only two, it's only two weeks. You're absolutely right, Skip. I, no, so I'm not. I can't count them out. They do still have Stephen Curry, um, but it it does look strange, and there's still some some things that have to you know get going and get adjusted. I think Wiggins Wiggins got going the other day pretty pretty well. He's gonna have games like that, and then he's gonna disappear as well. Um, uh, I know Mark and I we spoke about uh, our boy still being being in Valley Boys at the moment. He hasn't quite figured it out, but I think that'll get going too. So I don't know, man. I, it is a bit shaky to talk about the Warriors uh, right now, but we'll see what happens, man. I, if Clay was playing this game, we, we'd be having a whole different conversation for these first two weeks, probably. Yeah, exactly. I don't. I don't think the luxury. I don't think the the dynasty tax would have been that that steep but if you want to talk about the dynasty tax and we and we start looking at more of the golden state warriors going forward hey take a look at the other dynasties you have a prime example of many different ones of, of what they had done since between that time obviously you don't want to look at the chicago bulls because you're not going to see a whole lot of positive stuff there but even the one after that mm-hmm. we have the los angeles lakers that 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 change after 2004 and i don't want to necessarily say that it has to get as ugly as it did in certain cases from conversations that stemmed between that 2005 and 2007 area of the Los Angeles Lakers. But take a look at the amount of things that ended up being tough times for Lakers fans, but huge successes in the areas of Kobe Bryant, where it's pretty much an area where you have to put these things on your backs or or on your back as of right now and try to push the Lakers to any form of excelling compared to where it was when you were winning three championships um, in a row and competing for another one after that. Like, I don't think it gets to that area from Curry. I feel like he is very comfortable with his head coach, very comfortable with his management. And it's not really ugly in that kind of case with Golden State. But from a performance perspective, you can start taking a look at that and hopefully have an opportunity from a Warriors fan's perspective to be able to keep them afloat in that Western Conference as things get a little bit higher and we get more closer to the half point break and the end of the NBA season. Because for the Western Conference, again, the Pacific Division really dominating this conversation. But Utah Jazz, New Orleans Pelicans tied at four and five, six through eight are all 500 teams. It's it's not really too cut and dry as of right now. Utah, I think the, the biggest conversation that comes from out of that is the fact that you might be facing a pretty angry Rudy Gobert this week. Yeah. After Shaquille yeah. O'Neal just decides to do whatever he does once again with the youth <laughs> of today's centers. How Shaq is such a horrible person to like okay, okay. men like so, just going to that. Like he's so yeah. mean to these guys. So here's what I, here's how I feel about the, the Shaq stuff. And this is gonna land one way or another for people who hear this. So Shaq is one of the biggest haters in the entire world. That's one. Yeah. I'm not – now, y'all heard me on this show. I'm not like this Rudy Gobert – you know, he's not my guy, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Rudy Gobert is not my guy. But Shaq does things that, you know, you just feel like he's at home, like, watching other big men, and he's like, he's not better than I am. He's no, not better. Fuck that it's shit. Like, but it's like, Shaq, bro, like, who who is better than you, bro? You know, you don't have to sit at home. You're old. You're washed. 200 million. Fuck that. You don't have to – compare yourself to every young player out here getting bread getting money you know like I, I i didn't like the deal mark i think i told you you know i get it like they're gonna have to probably think about this deal again in two three years whatever that, that if not maybe maybe it works out perfect i have no idea we looked at the deal and said 
let's take a look at the names of that's the people it. that are around this. Giannis, Absolutely. Curry, Anthony Davis. And it didn't make sense. That's all I said. That's all I said. Now, does he deserve to get paid? Yeah, I mean, come on, man. He, he's done things in this league. It may it may not be from a scoring perspective, but he's done things in this league. For whatever reason, a, a nigga gets money and Shaq wants to compare us. I think it's weird. I don't know why he also goes so hard. The post is, is I mean... It's a, it, the, the word and the caption is funny. I'm not going to say it's not funny, but it's also a bit lame. You know, I, I just I'm not sure what he's getting from this. I think it's weird. Uh, I mean, I from a, if it's a comic relief, like he should just save that shit for TNT um, instead of like taking it to IG. Because when you do it on IG, it looks personal, you know, and then Rudy's response was so brilliant that it made Shaq look like even more of a hater. Um, yeah, yeah Rudy, Rudy, Rudy was pretty much like, you know what? Yeah, he's I'm like, not, I'm, I'm no not cheering against a black man. Must be, must be Shaq. I don't know. Y'all might want to look into that. Shaq, you should have, you should have said that. Put the, in, put the emoji eyes on it. He walked into the wrong. He walked into the wrong one because Rudy wasn't about to like Shaq. You're, you're one of the niggas that paved the way. I mean, I don't know if he, why he wants to go back and forth with guys again. You know, it, yeah, it's funny. We get a few laughs off, but it's also weird, and it's, it's like it's, it has like hater written all over it, and uh, it's. I don't understand. I don't get it. Like if you didn't, if you don't think he deserved the money, that's one thing. You can say it, and you can say why, and then we can move on. But then you decide to compare yourself to the man, and it's like, well, Shaq, you can't. Nobody, nobody, put, nobody put like not a <laughs> like, single fucking soul. That, nobody was even like you know the trolls that are just like, hey, uh, uh, the, the the thing, the thing that they try to do oh, with Draymond. I, I think that's the things with Draymond that ended up pissing Shaq off, and and and, and just have the conversation. <laughs> of, oh, I wonder what Draymond would do yeah. to prime Shaq back in the day, but. Not a single fucking soul. Was, Not even the jazz fans no, said bro. anything about Gobert. You know who Shaq is? I was listening to y'all. You remember the meme that people always use from I think it's paid in full, where it's like, and a lot of rappers use this quote, it's like, yo, if I leave the game, are they still gonna love me, man? I feel like Shaq is kind of like a bully, where it's like he wants to remind people that he's nice, even though we never forgot could be seen. Nobody forgot, nobody and forgot. And it's so interesting. Like, yo, nobody bro. Forgot. He's the anti Allen Iverson. You know how Allen Iverson he got out the league and he's showing love to all and these shows love yes. bow down to anybody. anybody. You're not in the league no more. You don't have nothing to prove. We we saw what you do. You're a living legend. Come on, one of the greatest. Why? Fuck it's that. weird. That nigga got two hundred million. Again, again, I'm not a I'm not a Rudy Gobert guy at all, bro. Like at all. Like he's just, he's not for me. But dog. This was some hair shit, and it was weird. It was weird. Like, I, I'm not sure. The post should be de- – I don't know. Did he delete the post, y'all? Do y'all know? Which one? Oh, oh, a post on TNT? I don't even think they – I don't even think they, they, they've discussed that. I don't even think they discussed that quote as of yet. I mean, you've had the conversation of, 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 of Shaquille O'Neal saying, congratulations, kids. Right. You, too, can have X, Y, and Z. But – they haven't really followed up with that afterward. I mean, you might have an opportunity once we get some 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 TNT this week, but I don't know, man. Odd odd areas of where they go from the. I think that's another conversation that we could have on another day on the types of things that come from that TNT crew. Yo, the the Killer Cleon record in the back is hilarious. By the way, like, what is he doing? Like, who? Like, you really hit somebody up to edit that to edit that for you? No, nobody had a Shaq banging on Gobert photo until this week. Like, like no, that bro. was not seen on Reddit. That was not seen anywhere until no, this bro. week. Leave him alone. Just leave him alone, bro. He got his bread. So be it. Let's move on, man. I don't understand. Leave him I, alone. I don't, I don't get it. And I don't we, get it. But outside of that, we're gonna see we're gonna see some more from the Pelicans. We're gonna see some more from the others in the West as well. There's a good conversation that comes from Sacramento's position 
And Tyrese Halliburton, as of right now, I think he's dealing with injury that we're going to have to, to follow up with and see as well. But outside of that, you have your notables of those that are also on the bottom of that top eight. I think I ended up seeing John Wall's debut in Houston as an exciting point. There's still that huge hardened cloud over that that still has to be cleaned up. Dallas and Denver are surprising me. There's among, among the worst in the West. Did not see that as of right now. Memphis, again, we said it before, searching for a way to hold it down for the next month. And... Mm. Lastly, congratulations to Becky Hammond, who ends up being the first acting female head coach in the NBA. So that ends up being a huge pivotal point for not only the San Antonio Spurs, but for the NBA as well. So with that said, let's get to all around the world. After being vaccinated, safely, possibly, first get the shot. Looks like we're back to our regularly scheduled programming with a lot of the televised games that we do have throughout the week. Tonight, your two games will be on NBA TV as far as televised games. You have the Memphis Grizzlies going up against the Los Angeles Lakers at 8, followed by the Portland Trailblazers going up against the Chicago Bulls at 10.30. Will we see another very big game from Zach Levine as they go up against Portland? We will have to see with that. Tomorrow night, we've got 11 games on schedule. The two ones you will have televised at 7.30, the Miami Heat go up against against the Boston Celtics in Miami on ESPN. Hopefully the Miami Heat do not change their stance on fans in the stands. I do not. I saw New Year's. Please do not. Please do not. Please do not. And then followed by that, the Golden State Warriors going up against the Redacteds at 10 on ESPN as well. Thursday will be return of NBA on TNT at 7.30. The Brooklyn Nets will go up against the Philadelphia 76ers. Again, the Brooklyn Nets will be without Kevin Durant, so you will see that at 7.30 on TNT. That will be followed by the Denver Nuggets and the Dallas Mavericks as well. Just said they're among some of the worst in the West as of right now, below 500. Uh, they are going to be looking to see if they can improve their record, especially with the conversations that have still continued to follow uh, Luka Doncic and the MVP race. We will see what happens from that on Thursday night. Friday night, you've got 10 games on schedule, 7.30 on ESPN. The New Orleans Pelicans go up against the Charlotte Hornets, you'll see, maybe you'll be able to see some Lonzo and some LaMelo action on 7.30 on Friday night. That might be exciting for you to see as the Hornets go out to New Orleans to face the Pelicans. That will be followed up by the Golden State Warriors going up against the Redacteds once again on 10 o'clock on ESPN. Saturday, it's a little bit more calm. Eight games at 3 o'clock. The 76ers go up against the Denver Nuggets. Some nice Embiid and Jokic action that could happen with that. And, of course, Ben Simmons and Jamal Murray. That should be exciting. And following up with that, the Washington Wizards face the Miami Heat at 7 o'clock on NBA TV. Will the conversation continue with Bradley Beal and the hopeful opportunity to see him in a Miami Heat jersey? I'm sure you will see a whole bunch of those conversations uh, going into Saturday. And Sunday, we followed that up with the final of the Detroit Pistons going up against the Utah Jazz at three on NBA TV, followed by the Boston Celtics in Boston against the Miami Heat at 7 o'clock on NBA TV. But those are televised games for the week. I am very excited for what we have for week three of the NBA because we are going to be getting very close to a full month of NBA action. Of course, all these conversations will be heightened. Um, Do we have anything? Listen, I do. I do. Mills text me. The Knicks beat the Hawks 113-108. The he Knicks said, beat the see. He said he said say something nice. This is me saying something nice. Also, also, uh, you know, 
Van left a tweet, said the Knicks win the next game. I'm calling in the RSPN like Ray J. Van hey. will be on next month, guaranteed. Look, guaranteed. Meals on next month. I'm telling guaranteed. you, Skip. Listen, it believe in it, Skip. I can't believe this is happening, but believe in it, Skip. This is a new leaf. Mills told me to say something nice, so that's how I'm that's how I'm leaving the show today. Saying look, something man. like fucking next. Y'all look y'all look cool, man. I like it. Four and three. This is it's I think they win the last four. Above five hundred. Wish I was wish Bro. wish I was above five hundred. Good work. Man, if you don't shut up, like you make it seem like the heat not gonna be above five hundred next <laughs> They're not, they're like, five hundred. Yo, they're gonna be fine. Look, he's gonna be fine. Look, I'm very skeptical about the Knicks. I don't even like talking good things about the Knicks because I've been a fan since what? I was like eight, nine. It's a lot of heartbreak. I'm very skeptic. Uh, I need to, uh, I gotta be patient with the process. I'm trusting these these guys with the culture, but like Mills say, look, I'm proud that they're winning, that they're coming together, and they're not playing horrible basketball. Do you know how many eras I've been through, bro? I've been through the, the Stephon Marbear era. I've been through they got Steve Francis. Remember Tracy McGrady and Penny Hardaway? All these players. So much, so much dismay and turmoil that came through the Madison Square Garden court. I just want to be very optimistic, but very cautious. So I'm very happy, but I won't be like typical Knicks that are over the moon saying championship or bust. Like, relax. Let's make the playoffs first. So I appreciate it, Mark. I see you trying to turn over a new leaf. I'll be more positive. I'll be more embracing it. I'm just, I'm skeptical of you, man. You used to be against the Sixers. Now the Knicks, you're, you're trying to be on the. Oh, the, the that's, oh, that's just, that's just water oh, up. Man. That's just water up right. the bridge oh, with Philadelphia. All right. Come on. I mean. All right. All right. I believe it. Fine. You got it. You know, Eastern, Eastern, Eastern Conference Player of the Week above the East. You know, those are, those are, those are old times. Those are old times. Me, Jeff and I are new, our new motive I'm here. I'm for the here. month of 2021. Elevate the New York Knicks. He sent me. He sent me the score. He sent me uh, something. Bagley said, "Listen, I'm happy for the Knicks. Y'all look good this season. Four and three. I think this is four in a row, actually." And Julius um, Randle, twenty eight, seventeen, and not almost a trip ski. Who but almost who, a trip during ski. Nick, during next month? Come hey, on, real quick, come though, on, Skip. Real quick though, Cam Cam says something. Cam says something, and I have to I have to ask one of y'all: Is is Julius Randle in the contract here? Yeah. Oh, there you go. Look at that. Ball, ball, balling out. He about to steal a check in the summer, so. Balling out on elite influence. Mm, incredible. Feel incredible. me? And Shout who, and who else? And who else but Skip to kick it off? So thank you, Skip, for being able to come Absolutely. through. First episode of twenty twenty one. If you'd like to see all of his anxious Knicks tweets throughout the season at Skip from BK <laughs> on Twitter. Of course, you can find him on Clubhouse as well. Skip anything else you want to plug before you jump out. Nah, it's, a, it's an honor to be. I feel like I've been listening since the first season. I feel like since the last time, I always say you guys are big and better. New logo. Y'all coming together. Great guests. Great format. Uh, y'all can catch me. Yes, on Clubhouse, on Twitter. My podcast is coming out later this year. So okay. please want to come by. Season two, the interviews. And okay. uh, I have another podcast. I think Marco Mark is going to remember the title. He's going to know. This used to be the title of my Tumblr page back in the day. So I'm bringing back a particular oh, segment. I'll tell you on the side. I think I know what it is. I'll tell you on the side. But it's, we're going to bring bring that back. But that's coming out, I think, in summer. 2021 so just be on the lookout you're gonna see me i retweet everything rnc these guys are the champs rnc elite media keep going guys i'm out thank you so much Skip. hey we appreciate everything you do uh promoting lookout as well man me and me and mills really appreciate it yeah i'm almost caught up i'm t- I mean, i'm like 20 like 15 episodes away i'm, I'm like 
We're almost there. And I told you guys, when I'm caught up on big eyes and the lookout, I'm going to reach out to y'all so I can help you guys too. I definitely want to keep seeing the networks grow on RNC, how I can help from behind Absolutely. the scenes. Uh, I'm excited. You guys are just a great network. And seeing you guys go from like, there was a handful of shows to like, you guys have a powerhouse of like 20 something, 30 something shows. Any way I can help you guys, I'm all for it. So it's, it's an honor to work with you guys as much as I can. Absolutely, bro. We love to have you as part of the RSPN alumni. With that said, we are out for the week. Rest in peace to Paul Westfall. Mm-hmm. Rest in peace, MF Doom. Um, I what think about your boy, man? You got something to say about your boy, man? You not you gonna go away without saying something about about who? Come on, Mark. About how was, who? Your, how was your day earlier today, man? Earlier today, I heard you almost cried. Cried. What's going on, man? What are you talking about? There's a special, there's a special, special. Oh my God! How could you go oh the whole Oh my God! I was, I was waiting oh for my you, God! How did I not say anything? Oh I my God! Know. Um, I don't know. Uh, Dan Levitar is one of the, the the reasons that I even feel comfortable enough to 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 even have a microphone in front of my mouth as of right now. You have changed South Florida in a whole bunch of ways that I'm sure it's it's even unfathomable to even think of right now. I I. I to be able to see, to be able to see and hear the last episode of of what they have had and what they have built on ESPN, I I I, I made sure that I did not cry. I was completely, I was completely fine. Not a a dry eye was in the house today, thankfully. But I think that came from the fact that I know that there's going to be literally millions of people that are going to follow Dan Stu and the entire shipping container wherever they go. So again, Dan, I, I, I it's 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 almost a way to say thank you for many many different things but i do not feel too sad i know that he is going to do very well outside of espn uh whether whomever throws him a bag during this free agency period i'm sure it is going to be well worth it because that audience is going nowhere i am going specifically nowhere almost everything on rspn feels like a dedication to those types of sports conversations that Dan and Stu have had and that I've heard for the past decade. Uh, none of this would be possible without him. Uh, so again, big shout out to Dan LeBetard and his final episode of uh, the Dan LeBetard show with Stu Gatz on ESPN last, well, yesterday, I should say. So we'll be following him for wherever he goes. Absolutely. But until that said, thank you, God, Jeff, for reminding me. I would have felt so bad. <laughs> I Jesus know. Christ. I know, God. All right. On that note, we are out.